What's going on, fellow A-plusers? It is I, your host, as always, Adam Perez, back once again with a brand new video for you guys today as we're set to go ahead and get into our Star Wars bag because it is time to celebrate. That's right. Star Wars Celebration 2023 is among us. This thing actually crept up on me rather quickly, but I'm so happy it certainly is. This year certainly taking place over in Europe. Uh, I honestly wish I could certainly be there. I've definitely have seen my fair share of photos from, say, like the showroom floors, from just the, um, the 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 place in which they're actually holding it. It looks packed to the brim over there at the uh, Star Wars celebration. Maybe a little too close to comfort for me personally. I definitely feel like I would be really claustrophobic uh, amongst all those fans. Um, but I, I probably prefer the venue in Anaheim, honestly. It's just such a wide, uh, wide area and everybody really able to move in and out very comfortably. But um, look, I have no idea what this venue for Star Wars celebration in Europe is like, but it definitely looks like a lot of people certainly were in attendance here this year so really excited next time star wars comes to the states um whether that be 2005 you know next i, I believe the next one is 2005 um i'm not sure where they're holding it if there's going to be over in orlando if it's going to be back in anaheim once again but regardless i definitely would love to go ahead and get back to another one because the last one i went to personally was uh for the rise of skywalker what was that 2019 uh, maybe a little longer than that, 2018. Uh, it might have been a minute since I've actually had the opportunity to go to another um, Star Wars celebration. But guys, wherever you're certainly watching this from, maybe you're in Europe, uh, just got done with your day one. We are here to go ahead and do a day one recap to fill you guys in on everything that you certainly might have missed when it comes to movies and TV announcements. Uh, and they started relatively early. Like I honestly forgot about the time change and just the time difference from here to wherever they're certainly holding this particular event at. I actually wind up waking up this morning about like nine o'clock to trailers uh, for Indiana Jones along with Ahsoka. And then the news just started flooding in. So a very exciting morning to certainly say the least for us Star Wars fans. And a lot for us to definitely sink our teeth into. So listen, if you are watching us live, wherever you certainly might be, feel free to participate. Feel free to give me your thoughts uh, on these particular announcements that we wind up having. Uh, so let your thoughts be known in the comment section box below. Um, I know I am doing this video kind of late. It's about 8 o'clock at night here, Central Time. So wherever you guys are at, sit back, relax. And let's talk some Star Wars, shall we? Um, there's a lot to definitely get into, so I'm going to try and navigate this as best as I possibly can. Um, but remember, I always want to know your guys' thoughts in regards to some of the announcements that we wind up getting. So let's just lay the groundwork for day one here as we go through our recap. As uh, one of the things that they first introduced us to was a brand new timeline for Star Wars, talking about the canon, the idea of brand new eras that they're going to be finally exploring in here. Uh, some of these eras, some people may not even necessarily know about, with the exception of, what is it, the fall of the Jedi, reign of the Empire, age of the Rebellion. Um, and then the rise of the First Order really kind of um, highlights a lot of the uh, stuff that you've seen movie-wise so far. Um, but uh, the New Republic stuff is currently what's on Disney+. Plus. So that's The Mandalorian, uh, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, uh, Book of Boba Fett. All of that lands really within the New Republic era. The idea of opening up the timeline here for Star Wars Celebration, they do reveal uh, three new groupings, if you will. 
We already have The High Republic from the novels that you guys might or might not have read yet. Before that, of course, The Old Republic. Everybody's really excited for that to be a time period that gets explored. But we also have Dawn of the Jedi at the very, very beginning here. We'll definitely highlight that when it comes to one of the movie announcements. Uh, and then, of course, towards the very end on the far right, you've got the new Jedi Order that will certainly be taking place that era after the rise of the First Order, which was, in fact, the sequel trilogy. So we got ourselves a brand new era after the sequel sequel trilogies, and a couple of new eras before the prequels uh, for them to certainly have fun with. And when I say that they really gave us um, a lot of announcements that just run the gambit of different time periods for Star Wars, for me, that was just thoroughly exciting. The idea that we're not so much just stuck uh, in one particular place uh, and having to deal with um, you know everybody interacting with one another, it really kind of opens up the sandbox, if you will, allowing for creators to really have fun and not necessarily have to worry about the stories that they're creating, stepping on the shoes or the feet of other creators that have certainly come before them. So I like the idea of branching out going, looking towards the future, looking far, far into the past, and then really just kind of filling in some of the blanks uh, for this timeline. And I think they have a really, I think that's personally a really, really good idea. Uh, what's up, Enrique? It's good to see you in here, Enrique. He says, I can't believe Ahsoka is premiering on Disney Plus in August 2023, along with Indiana Jones May in 2023. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about the Ahsoka uh, release date, honestly, but I'm here for it, man. That just means less waiting for more Star Wars. So um, certainly bring it on. Um, so yeah, the timeline in and of itself was rather fascinating. I'm trying to figure out if I should go the route of talking about the movies first or the Ahsoka trailer. Um, I I'm probably going to go movies real quick because I do think it's important that um, Kathleen Kennedy did reveal to us three movies. Listen, we've got a ton of television stuff to certainly talk about. We've been sitting on television stuff for a couple of years now. I want to get to the movies because Star Wars belongs on the big screen. It's just a matter of can Lucasfilm get it right. So at the um, first panel that we wind up having here, we did get introduced to Three movies along with the three directors that are certainly going to be attached to them. The first movie that they announced is, in fact, going to be directed by James Mangold. Um, right next to him is the director for the second movie, which is going to be Dave Filoni. Uh, and then last but not least here over on the far right is Charmaine Oboid Chinoy. Um, I hope I pronounced her name correctly. She will, in fact, be the director of a third Star Wars movie. Now, all these movies are not connected. They are, in fact, separate. And the idea of establishing the Star Wars timeline early in the panel will certainly make itself clear when you see the, the, the movies that these three directors are making. So let's start at the very beginning here, if you will, the dawn of the Jedi era. Uh, and this is where James Mangold certainly comes into play. The gentleman that just did the directing work over for um, 
um, Indiana Jones 5, uh, Dial of Destiny. James Mangold's movie is up first. This actually comes to us from the Empire Magazine. It says three new Star Wars films were confirmed at the Lucasfilm panel, if not by name. So the titles have not been revealed yet. No titles as of yet, just really an idea and understanding of the concepts and the ideas of what movies they're going to be providing for us. So it did say uh, we got James Mangold, Dave Filoni, along with Miss Marvel. For Mangold's film, he's going right back to the beginning, exploring the first Jedi to wield the Force. It goes back to the earliest part of the newly updated set of Star Wars eras, The Dawn of the Jedi. So his his film, in fact, will be taking place in regards to the first Jedi to wield the Force. That's going to be James Mangold's film. After that, we're going to be getting Dave Filoni. He will direct a big screen adventure tying into The Mandalorian, a cinematic event that tells a vital part of the escalating war between the Imperial Remnant and the New Republic. Uh, and it will continue to flesh out the time between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, though it's currently unknown whether it'll mark the final chapter of the wider Mandoverse story or whether Filoni and Favreau's epic yarn will continue beyond the big screen tale. So Dave Filoni is really bringing all of these stories together. Um, what you're seeing in The Mandalorian will in some way connect to the events that are happening in Ahsoka. And th those events might be linked into what you see in something like Skeleton Crew um, and the Book of Boba Fett. Who knows if we even get ourselves a, a, a second Book of Boba? Who certainly knows? But all of them connected. And Dave Filone's going to be giving us a cinematic sort of big crossover event to wrap up one of its biggest storylines. And then finally, Charmaine Obeyed Chinois film will take place at the furthest end of the Star Wars timeline, moving 15 years beyond the rise of Skywalker. It says her film will set in an era described as the New Jedi Order, as we saw from the timeline, will all will be all about establishing a bountiful new age of Force users in the wake of the Skywalker saga. None other than Rey herself, Daisy Ridley, confirmed to return in the role she says my uh, Daisy Ridley will, in fact, be a part of this movie. Um, she is coming back to reprise her role as Rey Skywalker. And say what you will about sequel trilogy. While I certainly didn't think it was the best, I, I was not necessarily a fan of the third movie. I love The Force Awakens. That's a, For me, that's a very repeatable movie I can play on loop over and over again and still continuing to enjoy. The Last Jedi, certainly with its issues, but I love the Jedi and Sith kind of concepts that Ryan, uh, Ryan Johnson really established, and especially the Luke Skywalker stuff in The Last Jedi. So, you know, it's hit or miss for me, but it was never really the characters. It was always the writing. So Daisy Ridley as Rey Skywalker, always appreciated her. She's got a fantastic theme, if you ask me, by John Williams. So the fact that Rey is going to be returning I think honestly speaks of volumes, and I honestly just could not be more excited uh, to see um, Daisy Ridley certainly return as um, uh, as Ray Skywalker. So again, um, really fascinating stuff. But you know, let's get into the details, right? Because those were just like brief synopsis and concepts of like, hey, yeah, this is what they're presenting. But what are they truly creating? By the way. Um, hold on. Enrique says, what is the way of the Star Wars, the Scar Star Skywalker saga anyway? I I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, Enrique. Maybe clarify a little bit. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into 
James Mangold's movie. Um, his movie is described as uh, a biblical epic that would look at the origins of the force and be set 25,000 years before any of the timelines and story told by the movies. So let's just take this into, uh, let's just take a step back for a second, breathe, look at this timeline, Dawn of the Jedi at the very beginning, 25,000 years into the past. He describes it as a biblical epic. He says, when I first started talking to Kathy about doing this, uh, one of these pictures, what occurred to me was thinking about what kind of genre of movie within Star Wars I wanted to do. And he said, I thought about a biblical epic, like a Ten Commandments about the dawning of the force. Where did the force come from? When did we discover it? When we when did we learn how to use it? I find that really Really fascinating, honestly. Um, he also goes on to say um, Mangold's movie will go back to the dawn of the Jedi. Um, it says it's a chance to tell the entire story of its own, the birth of the Force. Um, he compares it not only to Ten Commandments, but Ben-Hur. Um, he says the Force has become kind of a religious legend that spans through all the movies, but where did it come from? And they also say, you know, Mangold just recently did Logan, the Logan movie. If you guys were big fans of that Wolverine flick, that's exactly what he did, uh, along with the current Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny. Um, and, you know, what I will say uh, in regards to James Mangold for, again, the, the Dawn of the Jedi, 25,000 years into the past. Again, that's not the title of the movie. That's just the era in which this movie is going to be taking place in. Uh, it gives me confidence, one, in how good Indiana Jones' Dial of Destiny might possibly be. Because if you wrapped up that movie, that movie's done. Lucasfilm has gotten the opportunity to check it out. If if they were that confident in what you created, of course they're going to bring you into Star Wars, especially if you're certainly a fan like James Mangold is. Um, and he's been pretty consistent, honestly. If you go and check out some of his work, uh, some of his stuff you probably might really enjoy. Uh, and I do think that um, they probably trust him to go ahead and tackle something like a Star Wars movie. So that definitely gives me confidence and even more confidence that I feel more that this is a, a more possibility to actually happening, right? Like as a Star Wars fan, we're so used to directors coming and going, um, you know, um, making announcements and then just never seeing the light of day. But again, I think because they've worked with him, they've seen what he can do. They have that line of communication. They see his vision. I have a good feeling that this movie certainly might happen. And I dig the idea of this being sort of like a biblical epic because I am kind of curious if, to how people viewed the person that was the first force wielder, right? It's kind of like watching Jesus Christ perform his first miracle. Like, oh shit, when, how did you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I really want to see, does he gather a following? Does this, you know, how, how does this turn into sort of like a religious movement? Do like cults start popping up sort of thing, right? Like the impact of a force user hitting the galaxy for the first time that's pretty damn intriguing uh and i can kind of and if he wants to go ahead and follow in the steps of ben-hur and ten commandments but in that um that that um that idea of still working with the force and things like that 
give it to me, man. Give it to me. I think if anybody can certainly make that happen, it's him. And I think I go back and look at something like Logan, which honestly felt significantly different than other X-Men movies that we have certain seen before. So I think James Mangold is that type of director that really, uh, and writer also, that can um, kind of sway with the wind, go in any direction and really create any type of movie that he certainly wants to. So um, I'm all about this um, Dawn of the Jedi era Star Wars movie by James Mangold, uh, the biblical epic. I never would have figured a biblical epic in Star Wars, but um, leave it up to James Gold to come up with a, a pretty good concept, if you ask me. Enrique says, when is production of the three new Star Wars movies? Will, will they take place? So they haven't released a release date yet for any of these films either. Um, the if, if there is a film that I do believe will be in production first is probably the um, uh, Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy movie with Daisy Ridley. The only reason why I say that is because that film was originally written by Damon Lindelof who exited after he delivered her first script uh, and they wind up bringing somebody in I think back in February. The Peaky Blinders um, um, showrunner and writer to go ahead and write the new Star Wars movie. They already had the director in place with Charmin. Um, so I, if anything, it's probably already in pre-production. Um, so I would expect that movie to be the first movie that actually goes in front of cameras. I would assume maybe by June, I think is what I've been hearing from reports and rumors. I could be wrong in that regards, but it feels like if there's any one of these projects that's the furthest along, it probably is the uh, Charmaine O'Boyd Chinoy um, movie. Um, after the James Mangold one, though, um, we are going to kind of go back to the New Republic timeline here. Uh, and this is where we revisit, if you will, um, what Dave Filoni is currently working on. Uh, let me see if I can find some details here for you guys. Um, after the panel, uh, Variety asked Filoni what was the singular thread weaving the varied stories together. He says, on the base level, I would say just coming, just uh, I would just say the coming conflict, the growing idea that the Empire wasn't as defeated as a lot of people want to believe and that the remnant is out there. We saw that the, from the very beginning of The Mandalorian and how Giancarlo Esposito's character Gideon was plotting. There are always people that are willing to undermine something that the Republic is trying to build and put back on its feet. I grew up with a lot of stories in the expanded universe that were exploring what happened after Return of the Jedi. There has been this for fans, the idea that there was a new Republic and a remnant empire, and the conflict persisted after Return of the Jedi, even though the heroes won and were more in control. What did that control look like? And since Force Awakens is 30 years out from Return of the Jedi, we have room to tell that story. That's what I'm coalescing into this particular time period. Um, so he definitely goes ahead and tells us um, exactly what um, this is going to be about. And if anything, uh, it does kind of just link up extremely well with what we've seen so far, right? Um, the idea that even though the Empire has been defeated, there are definitely remnants out there that struggle for power. We've seen that in clearly, like he mentioned, the Mandalorian. We're going to see that again when it comes to uh, the Ahsoka. We even clearly see that in the Ahsoka trailer a little bit also, right? The potential heir to the Empire. Um 
him making that connection to the legacy books and that expanded universe and all that those stories that were certainly told you know they do have that ability to cherry pick those stories and sort of bring them back into star wars canon maybe with a more modern twist if you will and that definitely feels as though that's exactly what dave filoni is currently working on at the moment um so i'm expecting it to be sort of like heir to the empire um maybe not titled that exactly um but he's definitely working towards something big here it says feloni's feature is to be set in the so-called present as it will act as the climactic event for the current star wars series the mandalorian book of boba fett and the upcoming ahsoka uh, and they probably should have put in skeleton crew in there in some capacity um so yeah he, he will be in fact bringing all of those um television series together to go ahead and wrap this up and look i look i i love the idea of returning thrawn um i would assume he probably might play some significant role in this upcoming movie clearly the mandalorians will probably have some role to play in here as well um and it's really building up all towards that and something that i'm really looking forward to hold on one moment i gotta put my uh my cat out of the i didn't know she was in this um i didn't know she was in the bedroom you gotta get out you keep meowing at me. Yeah, you keep meowing. So come on. There you go. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. My cat's just like meowing in my ear. Like, okay, okay. She just keeps getting louder and louder. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this for Dave Filoni. And honestly, I think as fans, this is exactly what we've wanted from Dave Filoni for such a long time. But clearly it takes some time to get there right in regards to directing live action it's significantly different than what he did with george lucas in his animation run on clone wars and star wars rebels um, but look kathleen kennedy lined him up successfully allowed him to shadow ryan johnson on the last jedi i'm sure he probably shadowed jj abrams a little bit when it comes to the rise of scott walker and other films teaming him up with somebody like John Favreau, ha having him get his feet wet with um, the Mandalorian episodes and things like that, really building up to his own series. And if I'm sure that's pretty successful, they love what Dave Filoni's doing. They've now officially given him his own movie. So um, great stuff there in regards to um, what we're getting from the new Republic Dave Filoni film. Next up, though, we're going to go back to this timeline as we're going to jump to the new Jedi Order on the very far hand right there. It says, uh, Obey Chinoy, uh, meanwhile, says she is attracted to the idea of the hero's journey and was keen on immersing herself into the focus of a Jedi Academy and a Jedi Master. She says, I have spent the better part of my life meeting real heroes who are overcoming oppressive regimes and battling impossible odds. And I think that is the heart of Star Wars. Uh, Daisy Ridley, for her part, didn't reveal too much, but did say that she was thrilled to be continuing this journey. Her character, Ray finished the 2019 movie by taking the last name Skywalker, a nod to carrying on the legacy of Luke and Leia, as she became a fully realized Jedi. Um, I think Variety also has a little tidbit of information here. Um, it says um, it will feature Ray as she builds a new Jedi order. Uh, Peaky Blinders writer Stephen Knight will pen the script. That's who I was referring to earlier. Um, the project, which is still untitled, marks several major milestones for the franchise. 
Uh, it says, uh, Abwey Chinoy is the first woman and first person of color to direct the Star Wars movie. That's that's kind of crazy. Uh, a Pakistani filmmaker who won um, two Academy Awards. Um, so a um, pretty impressive resume, if you ask me there. Um, if anything, if I have any questions in regards to this film um, for the and that's um, R Daisy Ridley in the middle looking as uh, looking as fine as ever. If you ask me, absolutely love that dress on her. But you got uh, Dave Daisy Ridley right in the middle. And to her to her left is Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, the director of her particular film. Um, and so for me, when I look at this, look, 15 years into the future, uh, past the rise of Skywalker, I think is a brilliant idea. Let's separate ourselves a little bit from that sequel trilogy, if you will, uh, opportunity for events to have taken within the universe. Uh, and I'm really kind of curious to see where the new Jedi order is going to find itself when we dive back into this story or, or has she spent the last 15 years thinking about it and is just now pulling the trigger on building a new Jedi order, uh, uh, or is this something that she's been building off screen? Uh, that should be pretty interesting to see. And um, I'm kind of curious to see what the bigger threat will definitely be kind of going forward. I, I don't need it to be the Empire again or the First Order again. Like, I really would like to personally see something significantly new in the form of a villain. Um, so I'm hoping that they come up with a, a pretty brilliant idea uh, right there. You know, they haven't made any mention um, also as to whether or not there are going to be any... Uh, returning characters from the the Disney sequel uh, trilogy. You know, does that mean you know we get um, John Boyega? Does he come back? Adam Driver? Anybody? Um, Oscar Isaac? Perhaps that. Unfortunately, I just do not know. Um, but I'm sure we'll get more information. And if anything, again, um, as I mentioned to Enrique earlier in the comment section, uh, if there's any movie that I believe will be the first out of the gate. Uh, it certainly might be that one uh, just because they, again, they already have their writer and director attached. Um, and if anything, I believe they're already into pre-production for the movie. So hopefully we get more information as, um, um, you know, cameras begin to roll. Uh, and again, it is one of those things where I do feel relatively confident um, that we will be getting these movies. Um, it, it, mostly because of the fact that a lot of them already have established relationships and connections with Lucasfilm. Dave Filoni, there's no way they're not going to do the Dave Filoni movie. Uh, that will definitely see the light of day. Uh, again, James Mangold, he literally just did a movie for them, so they clearly trust him. And again, Charmaine and them, I think, is pretty far along for them to not necessarily pull the trigger uh, and, uh, and, and cancel that. You know what I mean? So, uh, a lot of great movie announcements, ladies and gentlemen. So that is, in fact, the movie side of things. Um, so let's go ahead and change our attention, if you will, to the television series. Um, and I, so we'll do the television series next because uh, there's a couple that we're going to be talking about right now from Ahsoka. Um, also got some information for the Acolyte, um, the Skeleton Crew, and Andor. Uh, we'll probably do a little bit review of the Indiana Jones trailer too. And then we'll wrap up with the Kathleen Kennedy uh, panel uh, where she said some pretty interesting comments um, that I wanted us to go ahead and break down. So let's go ahead and dive into the television world. Uh, and if anything, I probably might bring up this um, uh, this timeline again because I do think this timeline is rather important. Um, the next topic we're going to be diving into will be the New Republic era, which is kind of what we are presently watching on Disney Plus. Um, because believe it or not, guys, Ahsoka. 
uh, wind up actually dropping a brand new trailer for us today. Um, and can I just say, it blew me away. I've I've honestly have forgotten how many times I've actually watched this trailer, um, but I swear it just continues to get better and better and better uh, and continue to get my hype level just raising. They should have just called this Ahsoka Star Wars Rebels live action or something or like Star Wars Rebels 2.0 um, because that's exactly what it certainly feels like. We did get ourselves a brand new Ahsoka poster also. Um, and again, that's going to be dropping August 23rd. Don't necessarily have ourselves the official um, release date yet, but hey, close enough, man. Close enough. And that's going to be here really before we know it. Um, if anything, I will say, let's talk about this particular trailer because um, I, I loved everything that I saw in here. Um, it, the tone, um, just visually, it was pretty beautiful. It feels like you can see Dave Filoni's animation vision coming into play. Like just the first couple of sequences, you know, the temple ruins with the figure coming through the mist sort of thing, really eye catching shots, just the, the back of the cloaked figure amongst these ruins. And then just the idea of seeing her use the force to ignite her lightsabers into the ground and spin them around. It feels very much like this is like an ancient Jedi temple. Maybe that she's discovering who knows. Maybe it's an old Sith temple that she's discovering. There is a lot of talk about the idea of like darkness that she can sense that it's certainly coming. Um, so really exciting stuff, man, to kind of see, um, to really kick this off, but some really great visuals. Um, the, the cast, if you will, or Star Wars Rebels are all over the place in here. Um, believe it or not, this is actually Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, um, an incredible actress uh, playing Hera uh, from the Star Wars Rebels series. I honestly didn't recognize her, honestly, with the incredible, um, you know, um, makeup and prosthetics that they have on her and just the great costume in general. But this is, in fact, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Um, so it's really cool to see her um, get this shot to go ahead and play an incredible actor or incredible character in Hera. Uh, we also get to see our very first look at Sabine in this trailer. I can't remember the actress that's playing her, but I'm honestly so glad that they wind up bringing her uh, into this particular series. And just from the trailer alone, the moments that we got here, it feels very much like they have redid the the last post scene shot from Star Wars Rebels. You know, when we do see like time has passed, we get to see Ahsoka uh, approaching Sabine, I believe, for a particular mission. Uh, this feels like almost shot for shot what we got in Star Wars Rebels now into um, Ahsoka. So uh, I am curious to see that live action variation of that scene um, on the screen. Good old Chopper, because you can't go anywhere without Chopper cursing at somebody uh, every now and then. So I am expected to really excited to kind of see him. Also, last time we saw him was Rogue One if I'm not mistaken. Um, so really great there. And our first live action shot too of, uh, of Ezra. Um, I thought that was actually pretty cool. It's a, um, a hologram that, uh, that uh, Sabine 
is certainly looking at. Um, we also got some great shots here of Ahsoka. Um, she doesn't really have too much dialogue in here, but she's definitely kicking some ass, if you ask me, man. Going up against some um, some guards, some temple guards. It looks like some robotic temple guards in the beginning. She's also fighting what looks to be a, a knight sister at some point towards this. So we're definitely getting ourselves some Jedi and some Sith battling here. Uh, and speaking of Sith, um, we do see a couple of uh, a couple of them in here. Um, I believe that this is. Let me look at my my notes. I believe this is the actress Ivana Sankno uh, playing a character possibly by the name of Shin. Um, they the article I'm reading also suggests that she might have connections to the Night Sisters, uh, but this is in fact the actress Ivanka. Um, I completely butcher last butcher her last name, Sackno. Um, so I am kind of curious to see her involvement here. And the person that really I think um jumped out at me the most was probably this gentleman um uh, by the name of Balin. Uh he is being played by the actor Ray Stevenson in here. Um, but this character's name is Balin. Um, it says Balin and Ahsoka. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see if I can find the information. It says, um, so in regards to her, it says she's said to be Balin's apprentice and is a force user who has uh, ended up embracing the dark side. She may also have some connections to the Night Sisters. In regards to Balin, it says making Star Wars claims that Grand Admiral Thrawn's second in command. Um, or he might, he actually might be his first in command. Um, the female might be his second in command, but this is in fact Balin. So I'm assuming you got Balin and this is probably his apprentice perhaps, or somebody that he's certainly trying to, um, uh, trying to train. Um, but we did get ourselves some great images here of Balin. It looks like he's going down an imper uh, uh, a rebellion ship um, or New Republic ship, choking out some officers also. But one of the shots that really looked pretty impressive, and I'm trying to figure out where they're at, is this shot. When I see this shot and I see like the star, what looks to be stars and all these different lines, like navigation tools, for me, it almost makes me wonder if this is the world beyond worlds, or I, I believe that's what they call them. Um, um, I, the part of me always thought maybe Mortis, Mortis involved. I, I'm not quite sure where this is, but it almost looks like if it's not the world between worlds, then maybe it's like inside of one of the temples um, that can see beyond. I'm qu honestly not quite sure. But uh, it does look rather interesting. And based off of what we've seen so far from just Star Wars Rebels, uh, it would not surprise me uh, if um, Dave Filoni does go ahead and include something along those lines. Um, and then last but not least, uh, two last cameos that we have here. Mon Mothma uh, winds up popping up in here. They wind up bringing back Genevieve O'Reilly from Andor to go ahead and continue to reprise her role as Mon Mothma. She's She's been getting work, man. They they they've been putting her in every different era of Star Wars you could possibly imagine so far. Um, but she pops up here once again. Um, and then last but not least, the teasing of Thrawn. Um, talking about the idea that Ahsoka's been hearing whispers that Thrawn has in fact returned um, as the heir to the Empire. Again, the idea of Imperial remnants still out there in the universe trying to um, hold on to power. And after the Empire has fallen in Return of the Jedi, 
uh, who's the next person to kind of take up that mantle. And that certainly might be Thrawn. So this is definitely one of the reasons why I'm under the impression that maybe the movie Dave Filoni is working on is heir to the empire or some form of it um, just with brand new characters, uh, maybe some twists and turns that weren't necessarily in the novel. Uh, but look, they, you know, we've seen him in Star Wars Rebels. We know him and Ezra certainly went missing t uh, together. Where have they been this whole entire time? Uh, are they still linked in that way? Uh, what is Thrawn up to these days? Uh, I am really fascinated to kind of see um, how Dave Filoni certainly brings him to life. So um, this this trailer had a little bit of everything, man. It was visually it was stunning. The music wasn't was was certainly there. Some great visuals and some new characters I'd never seen before. Uh, but you give me some lightsabers, some fights in space, um, some Star Wars Rebels characters that I've been so thankful are now being adapted into live action, which mind you, we also wind up seeing Zeb in the Mandalorian this past season. Also, I think that was what episode five, if I'm not mistaken also. So who knows if Zeb winds up actually popping up in Ahsoka uh, and connecting with them as Zeb is now part of the new Republic as well. So uh, it's all coming together for Dave Filoni, man. And like, for me, I, I'm just really happy for the dude. Like I truly am just based off of where he's at and really getting to fulfill his dreams of not only telling an Ahsoka story. I mean, God, I, I don't even think when he's, started he ever thought the possibility of him doing uh, an ahsoka live action series and it's a character that he holds dear to his heart and truly cares about and the fact that kathleen kennedy and lucasfilm are given him this opportunity not only to do the ahsoka series but do a live action movie with some of your favorite characters man it's got to be a dream come true, come true for this guy. So I'm super pumped for Dave Filoni, everything that he's achieved, uh, and I cannot wait to see this series come August, guys. Uh, everything in this freaking trailer looked great, but I definitely want to know your thoughts. What did you guys think about this particular trailer? What certainly stood out to you the most? Definitely go ahead and certainly let me know. Um, I'm trying to see if there was anything else from... Um, the Dave Filoni aspect of this. No, I don't think so. So that will wrap up the Ahsoka side of things for you guys. But yeah, let me know your thoughts. And um, if anything, you know, somebody put online um, on Twitter a poll. Is this a red lightsaber or is this an orange lightsaber? I said orange because I feel like they've done red significantly better. Like red almost really stands out that you can kind of tell. This looks very orange to me. So I am kind of curious if they will um, eventually confirm that in this series that we've got ourselves another, another um, color for kyber crystals. Um, what else do we got? Um, let's talk. The Acolyte, because uh, this is another project that I'm really looking forward to. This is actually um, a brand new logo design that they went ahead and created. And I dig the O, by the way. I really dig the uh, the layering and adding a blue O underneath. To me, it just really goes to show you the struggle between the Sith and the Jedi, the good and the bad. And who knows? Maybe it's that. Maybe it. Maybe it hints at something else. Maybe there's somebody undercover um, within the Jedi. Maybe it's a Jedi that eventually turns to the dark side. Right? There's a lot of um, uh, symbolism just from the logo itself. Now they did debut first footage um, at this event. Um, they did not release the footage to the public. But you can find it online. Um, I was able to at least find a portion of it on uh, the linked 
uh, excuse me, the leaked footage that did come out of Star Wars Celebration, I located and found it on YouTube. I just put in the Acolyte trailer and maybe like one or two videos popped up of the actual leak. Um, I don't know if it was the full leak or trailer that they wind up showing. It might have been just a, a few seconds of it. But really cool to kind of see that idea of um, young Jedi being trained by, um, let me see, what was the gentleman's name? Lee Jung Jae. You probably recognize him from the Squid Games movie, if I'm not mistaken. So for the Acolyte, if we go back to our timeline here, um, the Acolyte takes place really at the end of the High Republic era leaning into the fall of the Jedi, which was in fact sort of the um, um, the the prequel series, if you will, the prequel trilogy. Um, so yeah, the Acolyte takes place at the tail end of the High Republic era, but before the fall of the Jedi. Um, if I actually look at the, um, the breakdown, let me go ahead and pull up the cast here. This is the cast for the... Um, uh, for the show. It says, the first look at Acolyte, the upcoming Star Wars thriller series starring Amanda Steinberg and Lee Jung Jae, was revealed at Star Wars Celebration Convention. Uh, the cast also includes Joni Turner-Smith, um, uh, Manny Jacinto, Daphne Keene, Rebecca Henderson, Carrie Ann Moss, Jean, Dean Charles Chapman, Charlie Barnett, and Margarita Laviva. Um, it says this, it, this show is actually reported back in development back in 2020 um, and is created by Leslie Headland, both best, best known for creating Russian Doll and directing films such as The Bachelorette and Sleeping with Other People. It says the series takes place in the High Republic era in the Star Wars universe 100 years before the franchise's prequel trilogy, just to go ahead and give you an idea of the time period. So a hundred years before the prequel trilogy, it says the height of the galactic empire. This period is also known as the golden age of the Jedi, a time when the ancient order was at its peak. Um, it also goes on to say, while speaking at the panel, Hedlund said she pitched the series as frozen meets kill bill. From the perspective of the bad guys, uh, with samurai films as an overall inspiration. She says it is set in the High Republic. Um, it is set between the High Republic and the beginning of the prequels because this is when the bad guys are outnumbered. This is the furthest back Star Wars has been in time in live action, which means a lots of Jedi and things fans haven't seen in live action before. Um, I thought she also referred to it as something else. She said um, she also referred to the bad guys as or the Sith as underdogs in here as well. Um, it says Lee will star as Jedi Master alongside Kelnaka, the first live action Wookiee Jedi. So we're getting ourselves a live action Wookiee Jedi. Um, it also says, oh, let me uh, pull this back up. Um, it says uh, he will be played by the same actor that played Chewie. So the gentleman that played Chewie in the sequel trilogy will, in fact, now be a live action Wookiee Jedi. He says it was my first time touching a lightsaber um, is what. Um, uh, what's his name again? Goodness. I, Lee Jung Jae, I believe is his name. He says, I am still shaking from the experience um, and everybody's pretty excited for the most part. So. 
Um, yeah, really excited for that. It says the footage shared only at celebration, though, um, is still filming, including shots of a Jedi temple, Moss in a fight with Stenberg that recalled the former's Matrix performance. We also see a gold lightsaber, a pivotal shot at the end with a group of Jedis lighting up their sabers in unison. This is about power and who is allowed to use it was the key quote which came before the 2024 date announcement. It says, although plot details for the series remain slim, the Acolyte reportedly focuses on the emergence of the Sith, a group of dark Jedi set on conquering the galaxy. In Star Wars canon, Acolyte has been used to describe soldiers for the powerful Sith Lords. Uh, in interviews, Hedlund has described her show as a mystery thriller set in the darker corner of the Star Wars universe. And so, yeah, I've had the opportunity to check out the um, the the a little bit of the leaked trailer. I haven't been able to find the full trailer, but what I've seen looks looks great. Is a really great shot of Carrie Ann Moss as a Jedi, like slipping and dodging and using the Force to block like just hand to hand combat of shots. Uh, and is a cool shot of her like pushing back, and you get the opportunity to see her enemy like literally sliding across the floor before gathering themselves. So very much samurai and martial arts influence. They've got some incredible, powerful actors in here, and again diving into a timeline that really has not yet been established a hundred years before the prequel trilogy right after the tail end of the high republic which if you guys are not reading high republic books if you want to dive more into star wars canon and timeline and see some of the stories that are taking place 300 years before the prequel trilogy to kind of see what that world is like, what's been established before we get to something like the Acolyte. I highly would recommend checking out the High Republic whenever you guys get the opportunity. Some great reads. I've had some really great Star Wars novel reads while doing that. So that is the Acolyte, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I think easily, easily outside of Ahsoka, probably one of my most anticipated um, series uh, because uh, it looked great from what I saw visually, even though it was leaked footage. Um, they're really putting certainly their best foot forward when it comes to um, when it comes to this show. Um, and then one of the last series we'll kind of talk about in detail, the Skeleton Crew. Um, this series actually comes to us from good old John Watts. The name may sound familiar to you as John Watts just got done with the um, Spider-Man trilogy for the MCU. Now, John Watts was originally attached to go ahead and do the Fantastic Four movie, but withdrew from the Fantastic Four movie to do this series. So let's go ahead and dive into it as uh, the cast of um, the Skeleton Crew actually took the stage. It says, uh, and they also did show some first footage, uh, although we did not get the opportunity to see it, unfortunately. It says the series, which focuses on a group of kids, is said to evoke classic Amblin films. Um, it stars Jude Law, as you can see from this photo, um, who introduced his young castmates at the celebration, including Ravi Cabot uh, Conyers, Kiriana Crater, and Robert Timothy Smith. Um, the first footage uh, from the series was also shown, including shots of the children on speeders, in school, on spaceships, and a tease of a familiar villain from The Mandalorian. 
and the clip ended with the first look at Law as a Jedi. Um, I don't believe I, I did look at the trailer for this one. Also, visually, it really does look stunning. I feel like they have gone above and beyond uh, in regards to a budget uh, for creating this particular show, man. Um, it looks hella impressive. Um, but um, this is, in fact, the main cast. Um, of the show that we're certainly going to be getting here. It says a skeleton crew was created and executive produced by John Watts and screenwriter Chris Ford, who worked together on Spider-Man Homecoming. Lucasfilm confirmed that the event that Watts is also directing the series um, is also directing on the series, along with a few rookies to the Star Wars universe. So they did actually go ahead and reveal the director's for this particular series. Um, it says, uh, who do we got? Oscar Award filmmakers Daniel Kwan and Daniel Sh um, Scheinert, also known as the Daniels from Everything Everywhere All at Once. They literally just won an Oscar, and now they're going to be directing an episode of Star Wars. You also got David Lowry, who helmed uh, Peach Dragon and the upcoming Peter Pan and Wendy movie for Disney that I saw first trailer look pretty good to me. I'm actually looking forward towards Peter Pan and Wendy. And then you also have Jack Schreier, who directed 2012's Robert and Frank. Um, and he's also set to go ahead and direct Thunderbolts. So uh, Jack Schreier will be doing a Star Wars episode before he tackles Thunderbolts for Marvel. Um, and then we also got Bryce Dallas Howard, who has been a mainstay for Star Wars so far, has been doing incredible directing work for The Mandalorian over the past three seasons. She continues to impress me. And then you also have Lee Isaac Chung, who um, who've both directed episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, so, yeah, that is, in fact, that our directing team that they have on board. Um, I'm trying to see if they have any other details for the skeleton crew. Um, says a young group of ventures will attempt to find their way back home after getting lost. It's a wide galaxy. Filoni explained it's more dangerous uh, than you think. Uh, the show, which is already in post-production, so it's been filmed, it's wrapped, it's ready to go. Um, it is currently in production, and they did go ahead and show some images um, to the to the audience. Um, if anything, again, I did see some of the, um, the, the trailer for it. The gentleman that they're talking about, as far as a villain from The Mandalorian... If you would like me to tell you who it is, it's it's one of the pirates. It's not Gorian Sh uh, Shard, um, you know, the underwater looking creature with like the seaweed looking face. It's the homeboy that left him uh, that ran away during the battle. That might have been what, like episode four, if I'm not mistaken, the guy with like the horns on his face. He briefly pops up in this trailer, whether or not he's like the ultimate like antagonist for the group that i certainly don't know but uh he definitely does pop up in here um the co-stars did get a chance to or jude, the co-stars as co-stars as you were able to see did join jude law on screen uh, uh on the stage i should say and jude law just says i was six years old when this galaxy and this world gripped me and blew my mind and i feel like i've been in preparation ever since so it was bizarre 
Um, it was a breeze also. It was a lot of a total pleasure and a dream come true. So Jude Law definitely loved the opportunity to go ahead and make this series. And so for me, man, look, I'm looking forward to this one also. I think John Watts is an incredible filmmaker. Um, the fact that they've been able to bring him in to do a Star Wars series seems like right up my alley. So I'm really pumped to kind of see what uh, what he creates and how this world that he's going to be doing really connects to something like the Mandalorian or Ahsoka and to see really if it will end up playing a significant part kind of going forward. Uh, what's up, Sean? Good to see you in here today, Sean. He says, I'm so I'm just happy they didn't end the franchise on Rise of Skywalker. You and me, you and me both, you and me both. It definitely took. um Star Wars some time to get their feet under them after that. It felt very much like a come to Jesus moment for the franchise. And I think important things like setting up a writer's room for the High Republic books, I think goes a long way. And you might say, well, Adam, how does a writing room for the novels help when it comes to filmmaking? I think it helps them in the sense of, hey, this plan does work, right? If we're able to create an entire era of Star Wars um, novels and stories by bringing in great creative minds and sitting them in a room for however many weeks to go ahead and truly flesh out these stories and the path that they kind of want to take and to, to read the High Republic books and to see the journey that it certainly takes you on. I got to think Disney's also like, you know what, maybe we should do more writing rooms. Like maybe we should actually plan things out as we certainly go along. And unfortunately, while we did lose somebody like uh, Damon Lindelof, who certainly wrote um, the upcoming Star Wars movie that's going to be, uh, or at least one of the scripts for the upcoming Star Wars movie. I do believe that there were other writers um, or a little bit of a writing team that certainly came in also to kind of help guide that. So we'll see. But I am like, I am appreciative like you, Sean, in the sense that I am glad that it did not just end um, on Rise of Skywalker. Marcelino says Porgs need to return ASAP. <laughs> okay. Um, I wonder if Hera and Kanan's son will appear in the Ahsoka series. That will be interesting. Um, I did not see Kanan's green-haired son in here, um, but we'll see um, if he pops up uh, at some point in time. Um, what else do we got? Um, you know, they also did a brief panel for Andor. I was a big fan of Andor season one, but they did reaffirm season two is on the way. I believe it's currently filming still. I don't believe that they're set to wrap filming until August, but um, they are currently making the um, second season. Um, another 12 episode season, but this season, while season one was 12 episodes that focused on one year in the life of Andor, season two will be focusing on four years within 12 episodes. So the first th every three episode will be a different year. So the way that they're plotting this particular season out is I would assume storylines that can wrap up within three episodes, at least for that particular time period. Uh, they're going to be getting us as close to the beginning of Rogue One uh, as we possibly can for this Andor character. Uh, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we also get his. We're also going to be getting his droid in here. How he wind up meeting his Imperial droid from was it KOS? KSO, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, but uh, he will be meeting his Imperial droid friend in the second season. So Tony Gilroy and um, uh, Diego Luna doing some amazing things as season two continues to go ahead and film.
Um, and you know what? We actually did have ourselves another trailer. It's not Star Wars related, but it is Lucasfilm related. As uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Dial of Destiny, wind up dropping a brand new trailer for us. Probably the final trailer before this movie drops in June. Uh, who knows? Maybe we might get ourselves just one more trailer. Who certainly knows? But I love this poster that accompanies it. It just gives me that classic Indiana Jones vibe. Um, and just honestly, classic like poster art styles when it feels very like painted, if you will. I dig posters like this, man. This is something I would absolutely love to have on my wall. It just feels very old school and harkens back to true Indiana Jones vibes. Um, but this was a, a trailer that I really enjoyed, honestly. I really love seeing the dynamic between Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Jones as his goddaughter, Hel Helena. Um, some really great back-and-forth moments, like <laughs> helping her find the dial, but then locking him into the freaking poor room whilst they're both trying to escape, if you will. So it does make me wonder how close of a relationship that these two certainly might have. Like, I, I have a feeling maybe they're not very close. Maybe it's like, I haven't seen you in years, but you're literally the only person I can go to to certainly help me. Um, so that idea and concept of trust doesn't necessarily seem to be between those two. So it should be fascinating to see the journey that they go on. I just pray to God that she's not as annoying as the other female, uh, you know, um, actress from Temple of Doom. Uh, I just, I hope it's just not that over the top. I really hope that there's a, a great um, balance between humor and drama and action in here. And I kind of appreciate the idea of this being a villain that, Indy has met before and so it feels like we're going to be going back and forth between present and past uh, and some of the de-aging technology in here has looked really really good so as long as the pacing um it, 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 you know goes along pretty well as long as i can keep up with the back and forth from present to past and how the actions of the past kind of link into the present uh that seems like it could be pretty fun for me some really great action moments in here too uh love seeing that skydiving scene also when they both jump out of the plane to, uh, towards the end uh it just gets me really hyped man and i, I it's going to be sad to see harrison ford leave as indiana jones but it's like bro You've given us so many movies right now. I cannot ask you to come back once again. Um, but um, just from first impressions, I'm digging it, man. I'm digging the style that James Mangold is certainly bringing to the series, uh, bringing to this particular franchise. Indy's getting ready to retire, and this is his retirement uh, retirement adventure, if you will. So uh, great stuff when it comes to Indiana Jones 5 uh, and the dial of destiny if you guys have had the opportunity to check out this trailer though definitely go ahead and certainly let me know your thoughts and if anything you know what really stood out to you definitely go ahead and let me know that in the comment section box below and then last but not least ladies and gentlemen we got one more topic that we're going to be breaking down and this really kind of comes from a kathleen kennedy panel i believe it says um the lucasfilm studio showcase panel um, I wanted to highlight some of this. This is um, this was from earlier this morning. Uh, IGN managed to snag a one-on-one -on -one interview with Kathleen. The interviewer hit the ground running first by asking the announcement of Dave Filoni's debut as a film director. So this is where Kathleen Kennedy is going to give her thoughts uh, and maybe a little bit more insight in regards to the movie and the TV announcements for Star Wars. So in response to Dave Filoni's debut as a film director, she says, you know, it hasn't been something that we just decided it's actually i feel like something we 
we've been working toward and he's been working toward for at least a decade. So this is a very evolving process. Nothing happens, you know, overnight, but it's really thrilling to see him take this step. Um, you know, when pressed about what kinds of characters we can expect to see in his movie, she stated that most of the cast will be characters that he's introduced before. And so she says he's obviously taking all the work he's been doing in animation and now in television with John Favreau. And he's moving some of these storylines in a feature space. So there's going to be a lot of people, a lot to there is going to be a lot people recognize it. I wouldn't do it without Dave. Dave created so much of what was in Clone Wars and Rebels. And that extension of that storytelling is something that's Dave's. And certainly working with him to try to evolve that into what we do in live action, whether it's a series or whether we go into features, that's something we do with him. Um, so, yeah, again, another reason why I'm confident that at least the Dave Filoni movie will certainly happen. Because, again, you got these established relationships. Dave Filoni's been doing such incredible work for Lucasfilm from Star Wars animation to now live action. And I appreciate the fact that Kathleen Kennedy recognizes that this is sort of his baby. You know, um, as much as we can criticize Kathleen Kennedy for maybe. Um, how she has run Lucasfilm as the president, you know, while her bread and butter is definitely producing and she's done some incredible producing work in her life. Uh, I mean, just go back and look at her own credits and things like that. She's 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 incredible. The creative side of things definitely has not necessarily worked out for her. And she's been taking um, some will certainly say a very well-deserved criticism. Sometimes it reaches limits that just go a little bit too far for me personally, but I don't mind criticizing Kathleen Kennedy when it's something that's a creative criticism. And she certainly has deserved her fair share of creative criticism, but she also deserves recognition when she does things right. And I think the development and the further development of Dave Filoni, she has been doing and and along with him in an incredible way uh, and to the point to where we have Dave Filoni where he's at now. Um, so for me, while Dave Filoni has definitely done a lot of his own work to get where he's at, Kathleen Kennedy certainly has helped him along the way to get us something like an Ahsoka series and this upcoming um, uh, upcoming movie also. So definitely got to give some um, shout outs where shout outs are deserved. She also talks a little bit about the James Gold, uh, James Mangold movie. She says, uh, I've been following Jim for a long time. I mean, his work has consistently been so good. And certainly when he did Indiana Jones 5, it was clear that he's a real filmmaker and he loves movies and he loves Star Wars. He always has. And he's constantly been in my ear. Hey, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe this. And then he came up with this idea and we sat down and we talked with Dave Filoni about it and Carrie Beck and all of us. And we agreed that we would that this would be a really good next step. Um, so, again, to go and show you that everybody sat down, had a discussion. She even she even talked with Dave Filoni in regards to bringing this uh, to the forefront. Uh, and again, you can hear that trust that she certainly has in somebody like James Mangold. Again, giving me that concrete feeling like, man, this is a movie that can clearly possibly happen. So definitely giving me the confidence that I need to 
not be afraid that this movie will uh, will crumble before our very eyes and people start exiting. So I, I am believing Kathleen Kennedy here. She also goes on to talk about the Daisy Ridley movie being directed by Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, which will mark the start of the New Jedi Order. Kathleen Kennedy could barely contain her excitement when talking about her return, along with the how the highs and lows of Luke Skywalker's life influence her own journey. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy says it's huge. We're 15 years from the rise of Skywalker, so we're kind of post-war, um, post-First Order, and the Jedi are in disarray. And there's a lot of discussion around who are the Jedi, what are they doing, what's the state of the galaxy, and she's attempting to rebuild the Jedi Order based on the books, based on what was promised Luke, what she promised Luke. So that's what we're going for. Um, I don't know if we'll spend a lot of time in flashbacks or for, force ghosts or things like that, but certainly the spirit of what he represents to her is going to be significant. And when she mentions the Jedi Order based on the books, I'm assuming these are, in fact, the Jedi books that she winds up stealing from the tree in uh, Return of the Jedi, or excuse me, in The Last of the Jedi before the tree winds up burning down. Um, and really basing it on the promise that she um, made towards Luke Skywalker. So, look, that's all fascinating to me, right? Who are the Jedi at this stage, 15 years after Rise of the Skywalker? What are they doing? What's the state of the galaxy, which is extremely important to me? And she's attempting to rebuild the Jedi Order based off of the um, the um, Jedi you know, teachings. Um, so great stuff uh, in that regard. So I'm trying to see if there was anything else today that she might have mentioned um oh yes i thought this was really fascinating for those of you who are wondering about things like the ryan johnson movie patty jenkins rogue squadron or even kevin feige's star wars film kathleen kennedy had something to say about those too um she says well they haven't been shelved most things haven't been shelved development is a complicated long-term process some people were dealing with scheduling because obviously really talented people are working. So it's often not a shelving. Is it ready? That's really what it comes down to. Kevin Feige's project was something announced in the press or I suppose within the fandom. But there was nothing, nothing ever developed. We never discussed an idea, as everybody knows. Kevin's a huge Star Wars fan. And if he did come up with something, I would be all ears. But that's never really happened. It's not an abandoned project. It just didn't happen. Rogue Squadron, that definitely is something we still talk about. Whether it's a movie or whether it ends up being in the series space, that's definitely something. Um, so here, I, I think this is also a lesson for people that don't know shit about how movies are made to stop assuming things. <laughs> That's really what it feels like to me in the sense that's like, hey, it's a process to develop a film. And while you might hear rumblings of, hey, so-and-so is developing a Star Wars film. Oh, hey, he pitched this idea sort of thing. That could simply be all that it is. And it's never even gotten to the point of pre-production or figuring just like details out about what you want to create. She literally has just said, hey, Kevin Feige's a big Star Wars fan, but we've never even talked about it. Like there's really there's really nothing there, guys. So we can't necessarily even get upset with her about the Kevin Feige thing not coming through because apparently 
it just it hasn't even gotten to that point as of yet um i am fascinated by the rogue squadron thing the fact that that seemingly still is on the table but just shelved at the moment seems like that's something that they're certainly willing to go back to at some particular point in time so hey you know what um she confirmed that there is still life there's a beat there um she also went ahead and talked a little bit briefly about a couple of other series um the acolyte she says uh leslie headland her storytelling i was blown away by the scale and the size and as you could see from what we saw in the room it's very compelling she's doing some really original things and yet completely grounded in star wars and i'm not i'm, I'm not even gonna lie when it comes to the acolyte and um, what i did see from the leaked footage barely from the leaked footage i can see exactly what she's referring to there from leslie headland and then last but not least donald glover and lando raising the question about whether or not and when or and when the series will be made she says i can just tell you it's still happening and he's still very excited about it so uh we've got some life guys we've got some life in some projects here um rogue squadron uh, on a resuscitator right now, uh, probably getting um, some life um, pumped into it, um, but it's still certainly alive. It's not completely shelved or dead as of yet. Um, and I believe Donald Glover did recently come out and mention the idea that he was still eager to go ahead and do um, something with Lando Calrissian, how much he really was compelled and fascinated by that character and says, look, he's like, I'm not trying to waste anybody's time or even my own time. If it excites me, if I think it's great and it's an opportunity to hang out with people that I enjoy and have some good storytelling, I'm I'm in, you know, um, but clearly Donald Glover is a very busy man. Uh, so, again, as she mentions, a lot of this stuff, sometimes when you got talented people you're working with, it really comes around having a deal and navigate around everybody's schedule but the fact that a lando series is still very much alive gives me hope and it should look if you were a fan of solo and a lot of people after that movie came out after a couple years i've been seeing the hashtag make solo 2 happen solo 2 i doubt is ever going to happen but if if there's a possibility that we can get any of these characters back once again lando is the opportunity um, and to maybe even carry on a story that comes out of that solo film and that particular time period also. But um, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, yes, please. I'll definitely take it. So, um, yeah, man, we've got some life. So, look, Kathleen Kennedy clarifying some things, giving us a little bit further details into really her excitement for some of these upcoming television um, series and upcoming movies. Uh, and it's kind of infectious, honestly. As a Star Wars fan, Star Wars Celebration is exactly what I needed to get that energy and excitement pumped back into my veins. Uh, I am honestly ready for this stuff to happen. And I think they chose wisely the stuff that they wanted to announce here because, as I mentioned before, this stuff feels concrete. There's so many connections between um, these directors and writers and Lucasfilm that there seems to be a, a bond, a trust, um, and again, maybe further along in development than other things certainly are, that I do think that all three of these movies certainly will be thrusted into development and we will see them at some point in time. But again, I definitely understand the Star Wars fans out there, though, that are hesitant. 
you know, that's our very much the I'll believe it when I see it because we have certainly been burned before. But as a big Star Wars head myself, man, it's hard for me to contain my excitement. That certainly is this franchise from time to time. Doesn't always knock it out of the park for me. You know what I mean? Uh, but when it does, it feels so good, guys. It feels so freaking good. But um, great stuff, man. Great stuff from the movies to the television series. But look, at the end of the day, I want to know your thoughts, guys. Uh, what really jumps out to you? Uh, what were some things that were said in either some of these articles, some of these panels um, that really stood out to you? Um, would you seen trailers that got you excited? Um, is there a movie that you find more promising um, than others now that you've seen uh, images and got further details for some of the television series? Um, are there some series that have you more hyped now than they certainly did before? Definitely go ahead and let me know your thoughts, guys, because remember, at the end of the day, these are just my A-plus opinions, but I always want to know yours, guys, so let me know your guys' thoughts. I will go ahead, and once we wrap up this video, I will go ahead and put some uh, timestamps uh, for this video since we have been running for about an hour, so if you want to specifically navigate towards a particular topic, uh, it'll be a lot easier for you guys after this uh, video airs. But other than that, that's going to be it for me. Um, we will be back later on this weekend. Uh, we've got two more episodes of The Mandalorian, which, by the way, they did go ahead and actually showcase next week's episode of The Mandalorian at Star Wars Celebration. So for those in attendance, they are a week ahead of us already as they have seen the seventh episode of this season, and they say it is incredible. Um, it seems as though The Mandalorian was waiting for like the last two episodes of this season to really crank out sort of the nonstop action and really push the main story kind of uh, forward. Um, you know, we've been getting a few side missions in here, which to me is absolutely normal when it comes to The Mandalorian, especially based off of just the Western uh, tone and vibe that it's kind of been inspired by since the very beginning. Um, so it's definitely still continuing to live up to the type of series that it that it is the pacing may not necessarily work for everybody because of that it's like we get these side adventures mixed in with little pushes forward of character arcs and development and stuff but i still think that that all certainly goes a long way uh but for maybe not necessarily for everybody but regardless from what i'm hearing so far what people have seen at star wars celebration uh the next couple episodes of the mandalorian are going to be lit uh so we definitely will be bringing you our mandalorian review for you guys later on this week so certainly look out for that um hero report this upcoming sunday it is easter um so i am going to try and find somebody to watch kiddo for me briefly for a couple of hours um so hopefully we'll be able to have ourselves an a plus hero report episode this weekend Stuart said he's on board for sunday if we still have one so i'll definitely keep you guys posted on our youtube page but um i want to talk more star wars guys hit me up in the comment section if you want to go ahead further conversations about how this day one of star wars celebration came along if anything i'll probably try and do a recap for day two tomorrow evening for you guys also to keep you up to date because we do ha I, I if anything i expect them to have 
other panels surrounding specifically maybe some of these shows and uh, upcoming books and things like that also. So we'll certainly keep you guys in the loop. So if you're looking for a great recap for Star Wars Celebration each and every day, do us a big favor, man. Hit that subscribe button. We do things from Marvel to DC to Power Rangers to Star Wars, a lot of the big IPs around here in regards to our reviews and news. Um, so if you're looking for a new home, hit that subscribe button. If you like this video, hit that like button uh, and feel free to join our discord right up here uh, there is a link in the description box below for you guys and if you want to follow us on social media right down here at a plus opinions very active over on twitter instagram and our main hub which is our facebook page we post a ton of news and trailers throughout the week posters for you guys definitely go ahead and check it out if you haven't done so as of yet but that will do it for me i'll see you guys tomorrow as we dive more into star wars celebration 2023 but until then do me a big favor as always guys take care of yourselves take care of each other and keep it a plus may the force be with you i'll talk to you later bye